Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Broadbent, joining me once again, my co-host Richie Schneiderit and Chris Nolaski. Guys, a big win last night for the basketball program, uh, beating the the crap out of the, the Nitt- Nittany Kitties from Penn State, 65-45, um, holding them to their lowest uh, offensive output of the year. We have some recruiting updates, we have some coaching staff stuff to talk about. So uh, let's just dive right into it. Rutgers at the Jersey Mike's, at the rack, whatever you want to call it, you know, whatever. Uh, moved into sole possession of second place in the Big Ten last night with a 65-45 to 45 win. Uh, guys, what did you see from last night's game? Were you both at the game, by the way? I know Richie was. No, no. I had, I had other stuff. But... Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Rich, you were there. What did you see out of the, the Rutgers Scout Knights last night? Well, first off, I'm, I'm calling it the rack. Until Jersey Mike's guarantees me a free sub, it is the rack. <laughs> um, I, honestly, I, I thought about this the other day, and I, I, I can't dive too deep into it, but you know how like they do it at arenas? Like, oh, if the other team misses two free throws in the second half, free hot dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Free Jersey Mike subs. Give me my Frosty. Give me my Nuggets. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like free Jersey Mike subs makes too much sense. But uh, anyway, lying out the door, um, I got stuck on 287. People got, got stuck on to, uh, Route 18. It was just absolutely packed. They turned away students from the student section. We'll get a little bit more into that later. But uh, that's they just overbooked the student section. It was just an absolute madhouse. Now, mind you, if you looked at the first like two minutes of the game and looked around, you'd be like, "What? The, where is everyone? What the hell?" But mm-hmm. uh, it, it took a couple minutes, just like just like football. It happens all the time. Like people just late getting in, late getting there. Um, crazy atmosphere, crazy game. A lot of defense being played. Um, a lot of missed shots from one team specifically, and uh, it was just it was just a great game for Rutgers. That was a basically a Steve Peichel type win 20 point victory held the other team to 45 that you can't ask for much better than that. That was just a phenomenal effort from the team. Yeah. 20 below the speed limit. Their previous low uh, output of the season for Penn state was 59 points. Uh, they, their, the previous biggest loss of the season was by 13. So this was a, a pretty big measuring stick game for Rutgers. Chris, what did you see out of the game last night? Yeah, just, just sticking with the defense. I mean, uh, the 45 points is the second lowest that Rutgers has ever allowed in a Big Ten game. Um, they gave up 37 against Michigan State a couple years ago or last year, uh, whenever that game was. Um, but yeah, Michigan or, or Penn State was making like 10, 10 three pointers a game and they went, what, four of 26? Um, yep. I mean, they did get a lot of open looks, but um, they didn't knock them down. And, um, you know, they, this was a game where. Um, you know, Jalen Pickett was most of the ball handler, and Caleb McCown did a did a fantastic job on him. Um, you know, Rutgers just played extremely well last night. I mean, this I mean, Ken Ken Spencer has been a little bit of a slump, but he did he did nothing, and Rutgers still won by twenty. So, you know, that's that says a whole lot about the team. Um, you know, they they didn't let the Michigan State loss last week you know affect them at all. They kind of and we, and we kind of seen that so far this season. They haven't. Uh, they haven't been on like a good, you know, losing streak and anything like that. So, um, you know, they're not carrying a loss into the into the next game mostly, except for the Ohio State scene hall thing. But that was, that was a whole whole different whole whole different story there. But 
Um, yeah, they just, you know, the defense has been insane all year. Um, they're up to, uh, I think, the number two, you know, rated, rated defense in the country or something like that um, on Camp Palm. Or I think I, I, I might have read that wrong yesterday, but um, it, it, it could have changed. Um, three. Three? They're also but three? It's, so, it's right, right there. Right, so, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, but, yeah, o- overall, you know, Cliff had a big start to the game. Um, yeah, and they just and, and they just dominated Penn State inside. You know, Michael Shrewsbury called his team soft and said Rutgers played, you know, quote grown man basketball. So that's always a, a good a good sight to see. A good, you know, something good to hear if you're if you're Pico. Absolutely, uh, and this was a game that you know Pike has challenged his guys all year and last couple of years, honestly, about rebounding. And we've seen some really good rebounding performances from the team the last few games. Uh, they only allowed three offensive rebounds to Michigan or to uh, Penn State last night. Mm-hmm. Um, they won the overall rebounding battle, forty-three to twenty-six. They allowed zero second chance points on defense against Penn State. So this is a team that's really starting to to kind of get better at rebounding on the fly. I mean, Penn State's not the biggest lineup either, so we should be getting those those rebounds. But I mean, it's nice to actually see it in action. Rutgers uh, had a, a really good game on the glass last night. Yeah, no, I mean uh, that that was huge. What was it like? A you just said a twenty point or twenty rebound differential, something like that. Almost, yeah, uh, seventeen. Seventeen. Okay, so yeah, and and on top of that, like uh, they're they're the 11th best three point shooting team in the country, and I know they had a lot of open looks, but they also mm-hmm. got defended on quite a bit of looks too. They went four of twenty six. Yeah, that's fifteen yeah. percent from three. You're never going to win a game like that. Nope. The Big Ten's leading assist leader, Jalen Pickett, had two assists. No one was open. He couldn't do anything. Yep. He, I, I said it before the pod. That man held onto the ball. like He played iso ball for most of the game, it seemed like. And no one was just moving. No one was getting open. Yeah, Seth Lundy hit a couple threes here and there. Mm-hmm. But everyone else was just like quiet. And usually Rutgers has struggled, or Cliff has struggled in the past against smaller bigs. And that's kind of what Penn State kind of did. They, they threw everything that they could at Cliff in the first and throughout the game. First half, they had 24 um, in, points in the paint, Rutgers. And Cliff was just dominating. Cliff dominated the four-star freshman in Keba NG. Then they tried Miles Dredd, who's like a six-four, six-five, like chunky guard, mm-hmm. and th- that didn't work either. Then they threw uh, someone else at him. I forget who it was. Um, another big man they had, and they just they just couldn't do anything. They had no answers for Cliff in the first half. And I'm a little, I'm, I shouldn't say I'm concerned, but my only concern would be like from this game would be like why did they just shy away from Cliff? I feel mm-hmm. like Cliff was mm-hmm. dominating in the second half. They yeah. were just like, yeah, now we're just gonna like hold on to the ball and like just play to win and i'm like no you don't we learned this after the houston game you don't play to win you yep. keep playing your normal basketball but oh, yeah, i mean overall yeah can't complain too much because they did end up winning by yeah. 20 and andre hyatt came out of nowhere with like these fucking contested threes and just like cash cash and it's like what the fuck? yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I was gonna mention andre hyatt so i mean he had a good game a couple of games ago i think he had like uh like 10 points or so uh then he was quiet you know the last couple uh, but you know, at, at this point in the game, he came off the bench. I think he had what fourteen points or twelve, or twelve 14. points. Yeah, fourteen points. Um, he had he had an eight zero run himself, and that was kind of you know right after Penn State had cut to thirty nine thirty four, and you know that was kind of the yeah, that was basically the uh, turning point of the game. You know, Hyatt <clears> made <throat> a couple threes. He, he, he um you know he had that dunk off the uh, a clip on Murray's you know uh, a seal block, whatever you want to call it. So. Uh, Hyatt was really effective last night, but the only thing about Hyatt, like he can he can make those shots, he can he can play really really good defense. But if, if he's if he's able to be more consistent and off the bench, you know, 
add that <laughs> add that add that other add that other you know really good element there. You know, Rutgers will be extremely hard to beat uh, if he if he could be more you know more consistent and you know scoring the ball like he can. That's a great point. He's he's yeah. been such a uh, a spark plug off the bench at points throughout the season. But you're right, he, he has been inconsistent. I think the previous they showed a graphic last night at some point, like the previous like five halves before the second half last night, he hadn't scored a point. He was like 0 for 13 from three. And then he just comes in and just like totally changes that game because Penn State made a run. We had like a 10 point halftime lead. They cut it to three, and then the Andre Hyatt show started, and he scored you know what 14 points in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, really just kind of like stepped on the throat of Penn State last night. Uh, yeah, we need we need we need Andre Hyde, especially come tournament time and towards mm-hmm. Big East tournament or Big Ten tournament time. Um, <laughs> yeah. I do think that it was nice that Rutgers bounced <clears throat> back from in terms of defending from behind the arc too, because Penn yep. State they're the best three point shooting team in the Big Ten, top ten nationally in the entire NCAA. Um, the previous four games, so against. Uh, Michigan State, Ohio State, Northwestern, and Iowa. Rutgers' three-point defense is actually, like, really bad. They were allowing they, – they allowed those four teams to shoot 42 for 97. That's 43% from beyond the arc, which, you know, we were allowing teams, I think, around 25% throughout the whole season. And then we just held the best three-point shooting team in the Big Ten to – what was it, four for uh, – four, four for 26, 15% from beyond the arc. So – that that statistic will be a little rubber bandish, like that mm-hmm. could bounce, you know, pretty drastically yeah. from one game to another. But it is nice to see that trend uh, of defending well from beyond the arc uh, continue. Even though they did allow a fair amount of open looks, um, mm-hmm. three point shooting is going to, you know, be streaky uh, by nature. Like, look at Cam Spencer right now. And that's something else I want to yep. talk about. He's, you know, he's in a slump. Um, He's just got to keep shooting his way out of it. I think we've all realized that, you know, Cam is uh, a dude and he's going to bounce out of this. But, you know, his last two games, he's two for 11 from beyond the arc. Uh, he's, you know, he's he hasn't gotten to the free throw line nearly as much. He's only got one free throw attempt in the last two games. This is just something that, you know, he's going to have to shake off. And I, I, he's definitely not a guy who's short of any confidence. It's just, you know, he's got to see a couple go in. I think the, uh, I think the streakiness or the, the hot streak will, will bounce back. It's just, it sucks to see him out there not not uh, performing to his standards and to what Rutgers expects of him at this point. Yeah, it's and, just how and shooters he, are. He's already yeah. kind of broken out of slump, right, you know, this year. He mm-hmm. started the season yep. really well. Um, then he went, like, and then he went on a little slump right after that. And then all of a sudden he picks it right back up and, um, you know, has has been cam, you know, ever since and, until the last couple of games. You know, he had the big shots, obviously, against, you know, Purdue and everything like that, and uh, Northwestern. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I th- I think he'll bounce back j- just fine. Um, he does he does he does more than just shooting. So, um, you know, I think once he gets gets in the groove a little bit again, I, I think he'll be all right. So, uh, but I actually yeah. actually you mentioned free throws. I want to bring that up too. You know, Rutgers has been even without Cam now. They've been shooting really well from the foul line. I mean, they were yeah. fifteen and nineteen <laughs> yesterday, and Cam Cam obviously you know he wasn't a part of that. So. Um, that's obviously a great sign for Rutgers if they're able to get you know free points from the from the free throw line. Um, that only helps with scoring. You know, Rutgers doesn't score a lot, so um, if they're able to get to the free throw line and knock them down, you know, you know, collectively, that's that's obviously a good sign as well. Wasn't a part of it, but he didn't hurt it either. Exactly. <laughs> you know, about from the free throw line. Yeah, but he um, he normally makes them. So, but like yeah, no. he went, you know, they went fifteen and nineteen, you know, without him. So that's that's you know. 
Now I'm gonna I'm gonna hate on myself here. I'm gonna call myself the Jinx. Tweeted <laughs> out a clip in pregame of Cam Spencer. I was like, man, this guy just hit seven to eight shots in a row. And then he hit two free throws real quick right before going to the locker room pregame. I'm like, ooh, this might be his game. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't his game at all. But uh, yeah. Yeah. That was a rough so, one. Yeah, he had that he had a six game stretch from Coppin State through to Ohio State where he shot he shot twenty one of thirty seven from beyond the arc. So he was shooting thirty seven percent from three in that six game stretch. And that is, you know, that is just not sustainable. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't think there's uh, – it shouldn't be surprised that he's kind of coming back to earth a little bit. Yeah. Um, but obviously you want to see that turn around. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, one thing I want to mention going back to the, uh, to the three-point defense, um, you know, maybe this gives – you know, having Penn State go 426 gives them a little confidence going into Iowa, you know, you know this weekend. Uh, you know, I mean, Iowa was, you know, kind of the first team this year to kind of – you know, really shoot the ball well from deep against Rutgers. Um, obviously, it's at Iowa this time, but um, – and obviously, you know, no one likes to – you know, everybody puts, puts the previous game behind them, but maybe this gives them a little more confidence in terms of, you know, being able to, to defend the free, defend the three-point line a little bit. So. Yeah, plus, I mean, they just played at Ohio State, uh, I think, last night or two nights ago. Mm-hmm. They got the doors blown off by 16 at Ohio State. They play a really tough game at Michigan State uh, tomorrow night. Then they play Rutgers on Sunday afternoon. Uh, so they'll mm-hmm. be coming in with a lot less rest than Rutgers. Um, I do think that this Rutgers team is very keen on getting revenge when they can as also. Sure. So I do expect them to be really fired up for this game. And I don't think, you know, I was shot you know, out of its mind against Rutgers. They were like the mm-hmm. only team that can seem to figure out the rims at, at Jersey Mike slash the rack. So, yeah, I, I do expect re- revenge to be on the mind of this Rutgers team when they go to to, uh, to Iowa City later this week. Yeah, a lot of common opponents, too, I was looking. I mean, obviously in the Big Ten, but um, both teams beat Indiana. Both teams took a loss to Ohio State. Both teams beat Maryland. They split Penn State. They split Seton Hall. Like, it's. I think this is just a good matchup in general. Like this, these two teams are just, and they always just, uh, they always play each other really tough. Um, and Hawk, Hawkeye Car- or Carver Hawkeye Arena is a tough place to play. So we'll see what yeah. happens. But I think Rutgers can pull this off and it, it could be a nice, uh, what, your fifth quad win if you got this one? Yeah, fifth. So we'll see. Yeah, huge game on Sunday. And obviously, Rutgers sitting at, uh, in sole possession of second place in the Big Ten is huge because that double buy in the tournament's a big deal, the, the Big Ten tournament. Uh, they got mm-hmm. it last year. If they got it two years in a row, man, this is a lot of people like to like point to Rutgers as like their cute story. Like as much as we all love Andy Katz, I think he's an outlier amongst like the, the national media regarding Rutgers. There are a lot more people who, you know, know of how dangerous the rack is to play at, but I don't, I still don't think teams or analysts fully give Rutgers the respect it deserves. So if they finish in the top four again, I think it's pretty much cementing Rutgers as a top five program the big 10 in terms of uh basketball powers so i think that's spot on and i wanted to piggyback off that real quick and of it course. goes to show you Rutgers is second in the big 10 and they're not ranked no other big 10 team is ranked other than purdue purdue's number yep. one and it's like wow purdue's great they're awesome they're amazing blah, blah 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 and everyone else is just shit like they're not ranked at all like not one other team this team's mm-hmm. gonna get what projected nine ten teams in the tournament again Mm-hmm. And they're just not going to rank one. They're just going to be like, yeah, the Big 12 is great. Oh, oh, oh. 
I almost yeah. did. I almost did the motion too. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. All right, yeah. Move on. Moving on. Yeah, if it, I can you get my the, point. The funny thing is if if Rutgers wins at Iowa on Sunday, I don't think that even guarantees them being ranked, which is total no. bullshit, but they should it's be. Insane. Um like if they, they win it, I don't really care either. So, no, but, you know. I think no. that fuels them. They're like, "Oh yeah, we just sure. won, you know, quad 2 and a quad 1 win this week." Like not many teams have can say that uh, this late in the season that you know they just mm-hmm. had two two big wins in the same week and you know were on the cusp of being ranked and didn't get pushed over the edge. So yeah, Dickie V not voting for Rutgers. Unforgivable. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, there was a as you could see on TV or in person, there was a big contingent of recruits at this game. It was a big recruiting uh, visit for underclassmen at the high school ranks. Uh, what did you hear about the the visitors' uh, feedback from this game, Rich? Um, so most of these guys got to meet Soraka. Got to meet um, Dave Brock. Dave Brock. Oh, wow, can't even remember that. That was bad. Um, so they got to spend some time with those guys. Um, it was just good to get some of them on campus. Some of the twenty twenty fives are going to be big name kids. Uh, I kind of tweeted the other day and hinted at it. This twenty twenty five class in New Jersey is going to be phenomenal. Like, Throw some big 30... names of people, names that people look out for, like guys who are going to be um, national recruits. John, oh, no, geez, I almost said Justin Willis. Um, that's 2024. Let me uh, pull it up. Like I know uh, Renick Dorillis, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, he's a union kid, another DB out of union that's already got multiple power five offers. Um, Jalen Matthews down at Tom's River North, I believe. Yep. Tom's River South. He's one of those tackle. Two. Yeah, he's got like, he's, I think he's already top 100 ranked. Yep. Uh, let's see your Brooks. There's so many running backs in this class. Let's, yeah, let's see your Brooks, Brooks from Millville. Is it athlete? Um, John Forrester from St. Joe's. Bashir Sivers from Jersey from uh, Schneider in Jersey City. Cameron Smith from Salem. All have Power Five offers. There's um, just Danny McLeese, an offensive lineman out of Irvington. Like Kobe Briller out of Hunt School. There's there's 35. Power five or kids that have power five offers currently. Yeah, this it's, is all shaping up like, to be arguably the best class in New Jersey in a decade. It is a yeah. very, very high level class in general. A lot of top end oh. kids and deep. Um, Kamar Archie, who's yep. going to be, I, I don't know why we don't have him ranked. I think it's criminal. Linebacker out of the Hun, right? Yeah, he'll be like yeah. a top 50 prospect when it's all said and done. He's got 14 offers and they're all power fives. So I right. think and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think he was the only freshman starter on Hun when he got there because he transferred in from Trenton, I think. Um, yes, but he was starting correct. as a freshman, and a lot of these Hun kids are going there like as post grads. So they're mm-hmm. you know they're already like I guess this is a separate post grad team. So let me correct that. But uh, you know they're coming there because they're these massive humans, and he's starting as a freshman. That's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, Desi Jones had a DePaul Catholic. Like they, he was on campus yesterday. Um, but no, overall, the, the feeling on campus was just uh, it was a good time, good atmosphere. Guys got to enjoy the game. Um, I found it interesting yesterday, and I should have known this when I tweeted it and posted it on the boards. Um, and t- Rutgers took the helicopter to Susquehanna Township, and I'm like, who the fuck's at Susquehanna Township? <laughs> and I'm looking, and I'm like, yeah, there's this kid, Lex Cyrus. He's only got UMass and UConn. And me being stupid and not realizing, they ended up offering him like four hours later when he was mm-hmm. on campus. And I was like, I should have put two and two together there. <laughs> yeah. But um, he's another really good one. I keep an eye on in 2025 and Rutgers is getting in early. As, as you just heard me say, they, it's only UConn, UMass and Rutgers now. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, overall, there's just a lot of like, a lot of love from the guys. 
a lot of Prams Catholic guys came to campus in uh, Wamanaya, who's got multiple Power Fives. Uh, I, I can't pronounce this. Makai Catino, Catino, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I apologize on that. So uh, he he came to campus. He loved everything. Kaj uh, <clears throat> Sanders, Jordan Thomas, uh, top 2024 in Jersey. Tehran Hale from uh, Millville got an offer. I don't necessarily know how that one's going to work out because I know they have Millville's head coach as their QC. I don't know how what the yeah. rules are. I know it used to be two years, but there's so many stupid rules now. The NCAA is passing one apparently in the next couple of weeks saying like QCs can finally uh, start coaching in practice. Chris, you've seen practice. Tell me the QCs don't coach at every other school. <laughs> like, like it's just such a stupid rule. The NCAA is, uh, uh, that's a different argument, but yeah, overall good time. Yeah, huge contingent. Uh, I think you said 22 of the 30 rows of that left-hand <clears throat> section of the student section were filled with recruits um, on a yeah. Tuesday night in January. That one's up for debate. That's a rough one. Well, um, I mean, it's it's crazy that we were able to get that many recruits on campus midweek when there's, you know, school in session. It's not like they're yep. on holiday break here. Um, yeah, and, I wasn't a fan of the idea, but it worked out. So Yeah, I do mm-hmm. think the uh the student section was it was a very impressive turnout by the students you got if you've seen on social media there was a line going if you know what the rack situation is a line going all around to the past henry's diner kids students got turned away there was that many students students started lining up at like three o'clock for a uh 6 30 tip off this the students man they, they've been showing up like back now that they're back in session like They've been such a, a great, uh, you know, they've just been such a great force for this uh, this team. So really excited to see them turn out. Uh, yeah, no, they've been great. I feel bad because I saw um, one of the, I guess, quote unquote, leaders of the ride squad, uh, Alec, I forget his last name. Uh, something to see, I think. Uh, he, yeah, he tweeted out. He's like, yeah, like we came in late and they just told us we couldn't go to the, the student section. They oversold it, apparently. Mm. So I don't know where he ended up sitting. I'm assuming he ended up still getting a seat, which is which is good. But uh, it's it's it is it's a tough sell. Like I know some of the hoops uh, analysts and beat writers were were not happy that there was 22 rows of football recruits. But honestly, where else do you put them? Like I I don't know what else to tell you. And that's it's going to be tough in the future too when it's students around the court and not fans and alumni and donors. So I don't yeah. know. It's it's a tough <laughs> tough one. Yeah, uh, tell us what you're hearing about the the rack renovation stuff. So it sounds like Trenton is kind of. I know it was already like probably like seventy five percent going to Trenton out of everywhere. They didn't want to share an arena with uh, Seton Hall, which fair enough. I, I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prudential Center also has concerts and shit that go on throughout mm-hmm. the. Uh, I know, like, yep. I think this weekend. When I, uh, and the Devils play there too. They already got two the, yes. attendants. So yeah, yep. and then uh, they have all kinds of other events too. Um, but yeah, it sounds like they're going to go to Trenton. I don't know what year. Uh, I talked to someone yesterday, and they said a couple years down the line. So take that for what it's worth. I mean, I would assume they're not going to do it with an East Bailey arrive. So I would assume yeah. maybe the year after that. But we'll wait and see on the in terms of timeline. But it does sound like the students are going to be moved around the court, kind of like uh like they do at Cameron Indoor, like they do at uh Michigan State, that arena? Michigan State, and it mm-hmm. creates a more Rumptious, rumptious. That's a weird word. Uh, ruckus, I, ruckus, more ruckus. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just creates like a, a crazier atmosphere. 
um, yep. to have the students almost on the court like that. I know it's nice the way it is right now, but that's not realistic to keep it that way forever. So I think that it's going to end up putting the students on, around the court. Everyone else will have the bougie sections, the nice sections, this section, that section. And you'll be able to sit. Uh, you still have good seats. So whoever's going to complain about it, like it's not not the worst thing in the world. But uh, yeah, that's that's what it sounds like. They're going to renovate it. They're going to redo that uh, that side opening. And then they're going to put them around the court, the students around the court. And it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun to see. Yeah. And I, I wonder how much that will like elevate, you know, even elevate the uh, noise level even more. I mean, we see the rack get up to, you know, over a hundred decibels now with, you know, 5,000 people. The students are probably, you know, the loudest in the arena and they're kind of like up high onto the, up to the side. So, um, you know, if they're on the court, you know, who knows what, what they'll do and help, help the rack be more of a home court advantage as it already is. So, and actually, actually going back to the thing where, where, uh, you know, students were lined up outside and, you know, couldn't get into the student section. Um, I remember, you know, uh, when I was a student, I used to always print out a ticket, a free student ticket, you know, day of and, and just and just go like midway through after class or something. So, <laughs> yep. you know, Rutgers has come, a, has come a long way. Has come a long they way. certainly have. They certainly have. <laughs> um, speaking of coming a long way, uh, kind of pivot to – NIL talk. Knights of the Brethren made a huge announcement this week. Uh, they made an announcement that they are the only program. Rutgers is the only program <clears throat> in college sports to fully sign three full teams at that specific institution to NIL deals. So the bat, the women's basketball team, the men's basketball team, and the football team, every single player on those teams have an NIL deal now with Knights of the Brethren. So huge shout out to those uh, guys and anybody who's a member, anybody who's donated as part of their pledge match. Awesome job. Uh, the pledge match is still continuing. I think they're <clears throat> right around $150,000 short of their goal. So keep uh, continuing to uh, donate to that. Richie, you, you spoke with John Newman uh, earlier this week. What are you hearing regarding that that match and these deals they just pulled off? Um, obviously, that wasn't the only uh, the only thing that happened with the match. Uh the match didn't solely contribute to this, I should say. Uh, but yeah, no, they've, they, this is just all about the monthlies and all that other stuff that uh, people have been donating nonstop. Uh, it ended up working out really well. Different amount, differing amounts for uh, differing athletes for differing sports. It's, it's no, there's no set limit for each. Like I know Texas Tech gives like what 50 or maybe it's Texas 50k a year to each lineman or something like yep. that. Um, the cool part is that this also includes walk-ons too. So it's not just yep. like the scholarship guys getting this as well. Um, overall, this is just, this is huge for Rutgers and be able to actually like promote that you're the first of something in NIL is just huge in general. Like yeah, you didn't yep. think that was going to happen considering we thought Rutgers was so far behind in NIL and th they're still a little bit behind. It's not like they're, they're th throwing out like millions and millions of dollars. They're throwing out a couple mil here and there, but, uh, it's definitely a, it's a good start and it's a good start to, uh, hopefully something that's going to last a long time with the Knights of the Raritan. I think it will. Um, uh, and speaking of NIL as well, Nice Society, uh, Rutgers, Rivals, and the, the, the front office are all kind of collaborating mm -hmm. on an event at the Olive Branch on February 7th. Um, tickets are now on sale for that event. We'll be there doing a live stream. If you want to come and you know be a part of it, there are also going to be uh, a few athletes there. I think Riley Tiernan from the, the women's soccer team, and Victor Kanopka from the football team are going to be there as guests. 
Gio's going to be there. I don't know if Eric Grand's going to be there or not, but the front office guys will be there. Uh, it sounds like they're expecting a huge crowd. So if you want to come, buy tickets now. Uh, we can list the, the ticket site uh, in the, the details of this podcast and also on the board. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, we've never done anything like this, and I think uh, it's going to be a fun event for everybody. Did, did you say we're recording a live pod there? Is that what you said? That's what I thought, right? Is there, are we, uh, it is, are we doing yeah. that? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. I got yeah. everything uh, pretty much situated, I believe. Knock on wood. I'm sure there'll be technical issues day one, but or uh, hour one, but we'll figure that out. Um, I think we're going to try to do like a live reaction type thing mm-hmm. uh, where we're not like not a couch. We'll be sitting in one of the boots, I'm sure. Yep. Um, but uh, we're kind of reacting to the game. We'll have a couple guests. Uh, we can kind of tease that more down the line. But uh, yeah, and also $2 beers and 50 cent pizza, dude. Oh, my God. That's like, wild. That is a dream. <laughs> this is going to be a banged up live stream. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and they like, take over. I need another beer. <laughs> um, if anybody who follows the, I think it's the, uh, it's not the round ball podcast. What, what's the, the Barstool college basketball pod with yeah, it's, it's round ball. Isn't it? Okay. So the round ball podcast yeah. for Barstool, they recorded an episode, uh, there last year, um, for I think the Wisconsin game before the Wisconsin yes. game. Um, so that anybody who was there last hmm. year kind of knows the setup. You're right. What was the name of that? Court Stormers? The Storm Chasers? Storm Chasers. Chasers. Storm Chasers. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, that was it. But yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a great event. So come out if you can, uh, buy some tickets. And all, oh yeah, I should say this. All the money raised is going directly into the Knight Society's NIL account. So that'll all go directly right back to student athletes. So it's for a great cause as well. So if mm-hmm. you are interested and in the area, definitely attend. Um, yeah. Sounds about right. We've gone through a lot. Is there anything else that we didn't touch on, guys, that you wanted to talk about before we sign off? Uh, Chris, you can go first if you want. Um, yeah, I guess um, you know, just just one kind of like funny thing in terms of in terms of basketball. Don't um, steal know, it from I me. Know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know Milwaukee Mag has been you know oh, okay. phenomenal this season. Yeah, he okay. he's improved improved a lot. Uh, but the guy stopped passing the ball to him in, tra- in, in transition. I'm sorry. Just bowling dudes over. Yeah, you didn't like him running that guy over. It's just I don't know. He always he always fumbles the ball. He, it's always a turnover. I don't know. But I mean, I, I like I like Mawat though. So this is not a shot at him. It's just, just an observation. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I I got to bring it up. So I watched the halftime show. <laughs> she, I was so disappointed at one point. She uh, Red Panda, the legend, had five bowls. Missed it once. Missed it twice. Third time she got it, thank God. But like the first, the first two, I was, I was like, oh no, oh, is this it? Is this the end of Red Panda? Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure she doesn't get the bowls on her head. She doesn't get fed that night. So, um... <laughs> oh, man. so I'm glad she got the bowls on her head. Good for yeah, her. Yeah, I just, I, I, it was, it was a little disappointing. She missed it twice, and I was just like, even like uh, you could see the reactions, and it was just like, obviously, I'm not going to post that. I'm not going to make her look bad. She's a legend in, mm-hmm. in the game, mm-hmm. halftime shows. But uh, I, I was I was uh, very impressed by her in the first part, and then just I lost it all. I was so sad. <laughs> I've seen I've seen her but, a couple times. She's great. I, you know what uh, I was thinking about it too. Like I mean I mean maybe there's an article on it. Maybe she's talked about it. I don't know. But I wonder how just like one day she's like I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. You know, just I'm gonna 
throw a ball in my head. Like, yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. So that's <laughs> something. Uh, uh, new rankings coming out this week, by the way. Um, not, it's not gonna be too much. 2023 is changing up a little bit and it's our final round of rankings. And, uh, I don't think there's going to be too much movement for Rutgers commits, but, uh, stay tuned. Nice, nice, nice. Keep on the lookout for those. I don't know if you guys saw Zach Eady was talking about the toughest arenas to play in in the country. And he said Rutgers was <laughs> yeah. the hardest. He said it was the most intense. Most places you go to have, you know, you know, fans rooting. It's all in good fun. But Rutgers is just nasty. They got that Jersey swagger. So shout out. One of the best players in the country said Rutgers has the hardest arena to play in in the country that he's seen. So Rutgers yeah. fans, great job. There you go. On that, we will sign off. Guys, thanks again for listening. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe to the YouTube page. Please give us a follow to whatever uh, your favorite podcasting app. Give us a five-star review. really helps people find the show and really helps us grow the show. So once again, for me, Richie, and Chris, it's been another edition of the Nightmare Podcast. Signing off. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.